Wednesday night here on 93.7 The Fan. Jeff Hathorne with you. Just saw that Matt Cole's going to be hosting this shift on Friday. Colsey. Yeah. How about that, Charlie? I am very caught off guard in this moment, but I'm right? very happy in this moment as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I saw that on, on Twitter, which there's never anything wrong on Twitter, ever. It's all true. But, yeah, that's cool. Charlie and I are with you here for the next, I don't know, 20-so minutes, and we'll have the nightly sports call simulcast here on 93.7 The Fan with KDKA Plus, Bob Pompiani, and Chris Muller. So I was here with Chris earlier. Chris went home, and now he's coming back So just so I could see him again. I miss him. Just not enough time with Mulsey. Some sad news in baseball. Stacy Wakefield, the widow of longtime Major League pitcher and former Pirate Tim Wakefield, died from cancer. It was nearly five months to the day after he did. Stacy had been battling pan- pancreatic cancer. Tim died October 1st from brain cancer. The loss is unima- unimaginable, especially in the wake of losing Tim just under five months ago. Our hearts are broken, family said in a statement released by the Red Sox. We feel so lucky to have had her in our lives. We take comfort in the fact that she will be reunited with Tim, the love of her life. Tim and Stacy were married in 2002. They have two kids. Trevor, who's 20, and Brianna, who's 19. Our thoughts go out to the Wakefield family. Ugh. It's a Wednesday evening here on 93.7. The Fan Jeff Hathorne with you. We can get into a number of topics here in our last few moments, 412-928-9370. The NFL PA survey, which was exploding this afternoon with the rankings of the Steelers, uh, not kind rankings and as far as how the organization deals with families, given an F minus. Ownership was given an F for not having the willingness to invest in facilities. And that, that was the main thing. And the footprint of the Southside facility and how it's just the needs of players and their expectations and the staffs of NFL teams with the analytics departments and the addition of coaches and training staff and need for bigger weight rooms and just the fact that NFL rosters are bigger now. Then you add in the in-house media and everything that goes along with that. That facility is just too too small for two programs between the Steelers and Panthers. Doesn't excuse the fact that the reason they were given an F minus, the Steelers were in dealing with families is because they don't have daycare during games. That was the big complaint. They're one of only four teams that does not either offer a family room or daycare. Just one of four. And the Steelers last year in this survey, which was done by over 1,700 current players, the union did it, then they published it, and they say to make it better. Obviously, they're trying to point out how it should be better for their employees 
for their union brothers and sisters. And they want to make sure that that gets gets changed. So they put the pressure by by releasing the results of the survey. But come on, the Steelers, I mean, there should be something at the stadium. That could change. Some of the other, you know, the footprint getting a bigger locker room, they're landlocked. They got a river, they've got a railroad track, they've got offices and an indoor facility that limit their space. They slash pit need a new facility. And that's what a lot of this comes down to. It's not having enough employees of this, not having a sauna, not having to wait for for cold tubs. Um, you know, the lockers are too small and they are. It's bad. It's bad in there. That needs to change. But with the number of people, with the expanded practice squad, there's not much they could do. I mean, they, they would have to start putting rows in to make it bigger. But if the coach comes in the locker room and wants to gather everybody, you can't. situation is other teams have grander facilities. Almost everyone has better amenities. Now, the Chiefs were another one of those teams that were dinged in this survey, so it doesn't necessarily equate that if you've got the best facilities, you're going to win. Or if you have bad ones, that means you can't win. But that was a big topic of conversation earlier. Dan Kongersky joined us from Pittsburgh Hockey Now. Say he would not trade Tristan Jari. Thinks this team still has hope for the postseason with the way they've been playing. If they continue to play at this level of of intensity and attention to detail, you're not going to win every game. Basically, what it is is you got 26 games left, and it's a race to 96. 96 points is about the sweet spot. So, if the Steelers are going to get there, or Steelers, if the Penguins are going to get there. You're winning 17 of the 26 remaining games. That gets you to 96. That's a 60, nearly a 64% winning percentage. That's a big ask. But it's not an 80% winning percentage with 10 games left. Or, I mean, there are 26 games left. You have some teams to climb. You've You've gotten past one. You got a few more that are within points. You're still seven behind both the wild card and in the division. But Detroit and Philly that sit in that last spot in each side, they're not infallible. They're good teams, but they have weaknesses. So Dan joined us to talk about, listen, you don't trade Tristan Jari. Maybe if you want to trade in Djokovic or you call up Helberg or put Bloomquist, which there's no way in the world I put Bloomquist uh, on the market because he's your best prospect. He's a guy that should be part of whatever you're doing going forward. But if you wanted to because you thought you'd get the right return, that might be as enticing an option as a Jake Gensel when Sid probably wants Gensel and if they feel like they're going to be able to make a run, they will want Gensel back, and he started skating. Can't go back till after the trade deadline is over, but only a couple days after, and he might be ready. Andrew Destin joined us from Florida. Paul Skeens pitches tomorrow, as you heard 
in Charlie's update. He says there is, but there's nervousness a little bit with Skeens uh, in this first opportunity to impress. Henry Davis has done all right catching, done pretty well. Still a possibility, though, that he goes down to the minors to work on that part of it. Mark Aboli joined us from the Combine in Indianapolis. Mark, always a highlight. But we talked to Mark about a number of things. His take on the on the players' survey was more about them being landlocked than Art Rooney not caring. And it's more that they just need a new facility, wherever that's going to be. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. To match what the players want, they need to get out of where they're at. Mark also talked about the quarterback situation and said this about where the Steelers are going forward at QB. That's their number one goal before even winning a game is figuring out, do they have the quarterback they can go forward with? Yeah, I mean, that's why they they took a chance last year when they brought Canada back, and I thought that was the biggest issue with bringing him back of losing a potential year of Kenny development on the way. And it turned out to be that way, not even development, just to see what he can do. And if he's has that ability to do that, you would be a year moving forward if you had that, but they need to find that out. And the best case scenario would be, you know, Kenny Pickett being that guy. I mean, you're married to him for at least two more years, right? You'll be able to make a, educated decision on it, on him now. Now it's only down to one year, but you have to find a quarterback. I mean, I'm not the one breaking news here saying if you don't have a quarterback, you have a very, very difficult chance of winning in the NFL. And the Steelers really haven't had to worry about a quarterback for 18 of the last 20 years. So they were in, you know, they were pretty much set on that way right now. But, yeah, they have to find a quarterback. And if Kenny is getting paid – $5 million this year to find out. That's pretty doggone cheap for uh, making that decision. So, yeah, they have to find out about him. And you have to have a fallback plan for this year just in case they're good. And I think they found out that Mason could be a good fallback plan, even if it is for a year or so. So I wouldn't be against having Kenny as one, Mason as two. If Kenny falters, let's go to Mason. I would be all for that. Are you worried about you? Should you be or should fans or should the team be concerned of it being a split room that from the beginning of camp, if Mason Rudolph comes back, that there will be people that think Mason should start, forget us, but within that room? Say what you really mean, Jeff. You mean the two wide receivers, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> but but I say that because I'm sure there are others that may not and have been public. <laughs> that yeah. yeah, my thing is with this, and I've said it before, is sure they love Mason because Mason made him look good last year. Mason threw him the ball. They had big games, big yards. Deontay had five touchdowns. 
George Pickens had 158 yards receiving per game. If Kenny Pickett's able to produce that, guess what? They love Kenny Pickett. <laughs> the worst case scenario is if both of them stink, <laughs> then you're in then you're in a lot of trouble. If Kenny comes out and struggles right away and they stick with him, then you have an issue. So it would have to be a short leash to be able to yank it in the other direction to make those guys happy. But uh, as long as Kenny produces, I'd welcome him and love him. Well, I, I think you want an extreme. You either want Kenny to be really good or you <laughs> want him to be so bad that you know that you have to get another – you have to find somebody else. The yeah. worst would be like a middling or – well, you know, if it wasn't for an injury here or one bet, then you go into yet another year where you're not quite sure. I mean, they've got to yeah. make that decision on them. Yeah, and I don't even know if a battle would even be it because all through camp you'd be like, well, I want this guy, I want this guy. I mean, maybe make it known without being known that Kenny's getting every opportunity in the world to be the, the number one guy and just trust me, I can we can pull the – trigger here in the heartbeat and go with Mason if we need to. So, I mean, Kenny struggled last year. He struggled at stuff like, you know, getting out of the pocket too quick, his accuracy. They brought in a pretty doggone good quarterback coach that might be able to fix that. So that's one saving grace here. And they got a a, a coordinator that should take some pressure off of him with some of the running game. So you just have to take into account that maybe the new eyes with the new quarterback coach, new coordinator, will just help Kenny get over that hump of some of the things that he really struggled with last year. Mark Caballi from The Athletic joining us here on 93.7 The Fan tonight talking about the quarterback situation. Tomorrow in Indy is a big day. Omar Khan, the Penn's G- Penn's Steelers GM talks. I'm all over the place switching up these names of teams. Maybe they ought to do that. Maybe they, they just have a day where they each take each other's jobs and they make these crazy trades because they look at it from a different point of view. Kyle Dubas jumps in for Khan. Khan jumps in for Dubas. Charrington flips around. I mean, just have a day where they, you know, where they job shadow. Dubas takes over for the draft. Con takes over, <clears throat> excuse me, for the trade deadline. That'd be pure chaos, but I would love it. Con is a contract guy. Like he could work, he could work some magic there. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, hopefully, I'll get this straight. Omar Khan, the Steelers GM, talks tomorrow in Indianapolis. So you hear that during the PM team. Paul Skeens, the Pirates' top pick, the number one overall pick, the pitcher from LSU. Kind of dipped his toes in the water last year in the minor leagues. Six innings. What he does tomorrow could start the ball rolling towards maybe joining the Pirates out of spring training. I think there's still some questions in that regard. We'll have Pirates baseball this weekend here on 93.7 The Fan. Pens go for four straight at Seattle. Great win in overtime against Vancouver. Needed win. You take those two, including the Philly game, you go out on the West Coast, you play the best team, arguably, in hockey. Without Jake Ensel, without Brian Rustin, you win the game. And the style in which you did it is exciting. Paid attention to detail. Continue to fight. 
were aggressive, didn't take shifts or periods off. That's the type of hockey that if they play that way, then maybe you are excited about the last month of the season, month plus. That might get you going. That if that as I watch that game, I'm thinking, this is fun. This is the type of team I want to watch. Also tomorrow. WPIAL championships. Three games tomorrow. Three of the 12 we will broadcast over on 100.1 FM and AM 1020 KDKA. Paul Alexander starts us off tomorrow. Um, Myself and the voice of high school basketball over on KDKA Radio, Josh Roundtree, will have the marquee games. I'll fill in for a couple of them as well as high school basketball tournament time. Our thanks to Dan Kangurski from Pittsburgh Hockey Now, to Mark Caballi from The Athletic, to Andrew Destin, the new beat writer of the Pirates from the Post-Gazette, to Charlie Borges, thank you as well. Good luck to the Chatham women, to LaRoche, to Geneva, and to Carnegie Mellon in the NCAA tournament on Friday. Jeff Hathorne saying good night, Mom the fam. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.